नमस्कार वेलकम टू द एक्सेसिबल योगा पॉडकास्ट वेर वी एक्सप्लोर द कनेक्शन बिटवीन द एंशियंट टीचिंग ऑफ योगा इन द कॉन्टेक्स ऑफ द टाइम्स वी लिव इन दिस पॉडकास्ट इज ब्रॉट यू बाई द एक्सेसिबल योगा एसोसिएशन a non-profit organization focused on accessibility and equity in yoga. I'm your co-host Anjali Rao. My pronouns are she and her, and I serve as president of the Accessible Yoga Association Board of Directors. And I'm your co-host Shivana Hayman. My pronouns are he and him, and I serve as the director of the Accessible Yoga Association. Hello everyone. Namaskar. Welcome to the Accessible Yoga podcast. I'm Anjali Rao. and i'm your host for today joined by saira rao in conversation uh with saira rao who is the prolific author published novelist a former congressional candidate a lawyer by training a daughter of indian immigrants and a co-creator of the documentary deconstructing karen and the co-author along with regina jackson of white women and everything you already know about your own racism and how to do better this book is flying off the bookshelves and i highly highly recommend everyone uh in in the united states and canada especially to go and get a copy and read it it's uh deeply honest and uh, i'm so excited to have this conversation with you saira and welcome thank you uh i want to dive right in because i know your time is really precious and you're doing so much right now uh with this book and this documentary um in your book you talk about radical honesty so i think that is something that we need to delve right into that whole concept what is radical honesty uh in that you say internalization of niceness is one of the biggest impediments for honestly talking about white supremacy can you tell us more about that and why is this so important well i think a foundational principle of white womanhood is being nice you know like that's that's what white women strive for is to be nice is she nice be nice be nice white women learn this from the time they're born and what that's code for is being silent in the face of oppression that's it so you know white women are taught from an early age they're at well, let's use thanksgiving as an example right first of all thanksgiving is a white supremacist holiday this is we're, we're it's a fake holiday right what what happened is white colonizers came to this country committed genocide of indigenous people and that now that story the violence of of that story has been rewritten as pilgrims and native americans coming together and having a meal so So what that would look like is say somebody at the Thanksgiving table says that like this is the truth about this country it would be that would be seen as not nice you know that person i can guarantee you at many white americans ta- tables would be attacked by other people at the table versus you know a white family member calling something ghetto or calling a brown person a terrorist it would be not nice to call them out for being racist or xenophobic. So that's the it's silence. White nice is silence in the face of oppression and all Regina and I our entire pedagogy is deconstructing that. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Be honest. You would think that we were like committing murder. Truly. In 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 this pedagogy which is just being truthful. Yeah. And you face a lot of 
you have faced a lot of backlash and you continue to face a lot of backlash, which you share on social media as well. And how has that shifted or has that shifted since your documentary has now sort of, like you said, it's just sort of taking, you know, taking a whole life of its own right now, as it should. Has that shifted for you? Yeah, some pretty interesting things are happening. So our book came out on November 1st. I don't what day is today? Is, is it even December 1st? Yet? I don't. 26, okay. 26 it hasn't even been a month, right? Yeah. In the first week, it hit the New York Times bestseller list. Documentary just came out on Thursday. And like already I've been in contact with like famous actresses and professional sports play athletes who have seen it. I mean, and and this is an iTunes Vimeo. This is not a big platformed thing. It's just getting out there. Mm. A couple things are interesting. And I and I posted about this last night and this morning. It takes a lot for a white person to shock me or for white people to shock me because I nothing shocks me about what white people do or say. I have been shocked by the sheer mm. amount of white people who have read this book and seen this documentary and have not knee-jerk rejected it. I have mm. been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, number one. Number two, however, what we're now starting to see is a lot of white women, prominent white women, some some of them famous white women reaching out to us saying, we want you to come on our IG live. We want to do a film screening here or there. And then we follow up and mm. then it's crickets. So mm. we see a lot of that. It's a lot like white women oh. reaching out to us after it's performative. performative. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then not interested. Fine. That's not surprising. You know, what is a little bit surprising, but it's also turning the tide this morning. I saw on Twitter, a lot of of the white supremacist trolls are back. Um, Usually anytime before this book came out, I would tweet something. There would be like literally a New York Post, like the New York Post has literally written articles about tweets of mine. It's just Mm -hmm. bizarre. I think they have like a full time intern following me (laughs) since this book took off and got the institutional white institutional stamp of Penguin Random House mm. and the my God, the holy grail of the New York Times bestseller list. It's been a lot more quiet on on the right wing Nazi side, as if suddenly what we're doing actually has some legitimacy. Credibility. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's been interesting. And and it is it's being mainstreamed. This conversation mm. is being mainstreamed and as it should you know, be. Totally. I just got off of a Regina and I just did an hour long interview with a prominent white woman journalist in Denmark. Mm. Um, so it's spreading around the world. And I think as that happens, hopefully more and more people are going to be like, OK, this is not so weird. So many people have been like, oh, we thought that this was going to be one thing. This is not a book about hate. It's a book about love. This is mm. not a movie about hate. It's a movie about love. That's beautiful because I think, uh, you know, uh, everyone kind of shies away from the labels of racism while actually we should embrace it in a way because we, we all have been bathed in white supremacy. So I think your work is so, so relevant and needed. And especially now in the coming, uh, you know, election cycle, do, do you sense an urgency there to, to get this message out? Look, this has always been the case. And so with white supremacy, there's a concomitant anti-blackness. On a hierarchy, there has to be white supremacy and anti-blackness. And you and I as South Asians are on the receiving end of violent white supremacy and on the giving end of violent anti-blackness, Islamophobia, casteism, colorism, all the things. Yeah, it's always been the case. I think what's happening now in this country is that we are in a fast march towards fascism. I, we're in it. You know, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. We're in it. We're in fascism right now. And 
there's uh, the, the window is closing. I arguably it's closed in terms of we needing to, to stop it, you know? And, um, I'm pretty amazed by being in this moment in time post Roe versus Wade mm. being overturned and watching people, white women in particular, plenty of our South Asian family and friends as well, just not phased. I'm yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to focus on my Christmas cards. Yeah, I'm going to focus on my upcoming holiday. Yeah, and it is we have we have flowery language for the first off like this. We could call this cognitive dissonance. Yeah, what it actually is is a lie. It's denial. And yeah. what you realize is when people are like, "Oh my God, how did this happen in Germany?" Well, what are you doing right now? If you if you thought yeah. you're going to be some savior during chattel slavery in Nazi Germany, what you would have done then? is exactly what you're doing right now. And for most people, it's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. A and people, nothing. yeah, people don't want to see the parallels because it's too, um, it's too overwhelming. Um, and it, you know, so that, that has always been the case when, when it's not, overwhelm. it's not, it's not. So no? even this overwhelm, even yeah. this overwhelm, it's crazy. I'm crazy busy. I'm overwhelmed. It's too overwhelming. It's too complicated. No, it's not. It's very, very simple. White supremacy is very simple. Anti-blackness is very simple. Your feelings, your feelings in terms of what you have to do and give up to combat it is complicated and overwhelming, mm. but the underlying problem is very simple. Mm. It's it's how we feel about our role in it that feels more complicated and overwhelming. I like that. I, I and I agree with that. I concur. Uh, this podcast is for yoga yoga practitioners and yoga studio uh, yoga students, yoga teachers, and I think yoga studios, uh, teachers, wellness influencers ha have been very instrumental in bypassing and glossing over racism. And they also represent a very powerful demographic. So that's the, that's the reach that, uh, you know, we both here want to uh, get to. White supremacy thrives in these spaces. What are some actions that you recommend that we can take um, as practitioners and students to actively disrupt anti-racism? Uh, well, to actually disrupt racism. Racism. Um, so we have, we very specifically deal with this. I think it's the penultimate or the last chapter in our book is specifically about spiritual bypassing, the wellness industry. There's somebody in the movie who very much comes into our, is at the dinner table, who is a member of this wellness spirituality community. Um, what does it look like? You have to, it, we're back. Look, Regina and I are not like experts, you know, are all we are propagating is being honest and yeah. holding a mirror up to yourself. And I would say the same as the wellness space, the yoga space, as I would to educators, as I would to law firms, as I would to Starbucks employees is put a mirror up to your community and see where your toxic behavior lies. From what I can tell, and I just now, I I've I basically have rejected a lot of yoga because well, when I was in Denver, it was it was just all white people, right? Like all the time. I found I've just moved back to my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, and I found this beautiful yoga studio called the Well Collective, and it's owned by a black woman, and it sits in Shaco Bottom, which is one of the oldest slave markets, chattel slave markets, right next to one in New Orleans. It was like the second most active slave market. So she's like basically reclaiming this space as mm. as her own for for black and brown people. And um, it's beautiful. 
it's a life-changing thing going to a studio like this. And I try to go every weekend. But what I would say to, you know, white folks in the yoga space is really take a close look at your horrible behavior. And it is horrible. Think about like your spiritual gangster t-shirts and your namaste y'all and your slaughtering of Sanskrit while you're, you know, doing these things. Think about your love, you know, love Trump's hate and just focus on the good. And we're all humans and we're all one. All of that stuff is a way for you to get around addressing your white supremacy. So think about that. And when, you know, South Asians and Black folks and Latino folks tell you to stop appropriating language and culture and hairstyles, dreadlocks, stop. Just fucking stop. Like, you don't need to, like, examine that. When we tell you something is racist or xenophobic or offensive, that's it. That's the end. That's what I it's Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, one last question then, um, and we will share all your, you know, the documentary and the book, uh, uh, the Race to Dinner invitations uh, on our socials also. So uh, just for the listeners, please keep an eye out for the information to access that. I want to leave with what you do, Saira, to center your own self and well-being during these times. And I'm sure talking about this is also kind of activating for you. So how do you and for folks who are going to be doing this work, listening to this, hopefully being informed and inspired by your call to radical honesty, what do you do to take care of yourself? Well, first of all, I want to say that none of this has been easy. You know, like I was a white woman trapped in a brown woman's body up until six years ago. And this unlearning on my own, I've, I've lived through all of the things that are in the book. I've lived through the movie. I could have been one of those white women at the table six years ago. And I even described this in the movie as I feel like I had to open my body up and take out all my organs and wash them off and put them back in. It has been the most painful experience of my life. And that is inclusive of losing my mom, who I loved more than anything. This has been the most painful. What has it looked like for me? Um, Loss of my best friends, loss of immediate family members, Mm. loss of business, pecuniary loss, economic loss. My children have lost tons of friends, have been ghosted, have been not included. You know, my kids have been bullied at school. Like it's been horrible. What's on the other side? Freedom, liberation. They were not my friends. Blood is not thicker than water. You don't have to, you don't have to sit at dinner tables with parents or grandparents or siblings or mothers-in-law or brothers-in-law who are unwilling to see you for who you are and are unwilling to do their own work and acknowledge their own anti-black racism, their own xenophobia, their own white supremacy. You don't need to. And frankly, we're at the moment now in time where if the, you know, the old saying from Nazi Germany, if there's one Nazi at the table and there's 10 people sitting with him, there are 11 Nazis at the table. So you are in fact complicit if you're now continuing to be in relationship with people who are voting for Republican, like period. If you're, if you're friends or family members with Republicans, you either need to convince them to stop or you need to get out of that relationship because now you're one of the Nazis at the table. Hmm. It has not been easy, but I, what do I have? I have real friends now. I have real friends. I have real community 
And I love myself. I'm no longer a hypochondriac. I'm no longer afraid of flying. I love spending time by myself. And that's what I do. I spend, I walk a lot. I spend a lot of time by myself, but it's, it's, it's a practice. This is a practice every day. I'll tell you, I don't get invited to a lot of parties. Like I I have lots of like one-on-one dinner dates, but we don't get invited to any holiday parties or anything. Great. I hated those anyway. Great. What a fucking waste of time. I love that. All right. So I know you're very, very busy and I so, so appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I look forward to continuing to uplift your work, Saira. It's, it's, it's the, it's the work of the times that we live in. And I'm so grateful for you. And I someday look forward to having that one-on-one conversation, dinner, chai with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Bye. Take good care. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Accessible Yoga Podcast. We're so grateful to be in community with you. Please check out our website, accessibleyoga.org, to find out more about our upcoming programs, including our annual Accessible Yoga Conference. At our website, you can also learn more about how to become an ambassador and support the work that we're doing in the world. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review wherever you listen. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can also submit a question or suggest a topic or potential guests you would like us to interview at accessibleyoga.org. See you next time.